0: Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we talk about the NBA Finals now done. Toronto Raptors are the new NBA champions. We also talk about what's next for Golden State now that Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson is out for a full year. So quote unquote. We also talk about all the dysfunction, the trades that just happened. Anthony Davis now with the Lakers. Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. All with the Pelicans. We also talk about Mike Conley now going to Utah. We also talk about the dysfunction of the Houston Rockets and all these free agents. Where are they going to go? And we also got the NBA Draft, which is happening tomorrow. So we're gonna talk about it all. My co-hosts Adrian Catwell and Earl Ross join me on Guys Talk Sports, and that starts right now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. Appreciate all the love and support out there. Um, Right now, we got a lot to discuss. We got the upcoming NBA draft coming up tomorrow. Um, We have a lot of trades that's been happening before the NBA draft, and we crowned a new champion in the Toronto Raptors. But before we do, let's just get right into it. I got my co-host with me, Earl and Ace. What's going on, fellas, man? How you guys doing?
1: Good, looking forward to the summertime. Uh, it's hot and humid and sticky in my neck of the woods, but uh, it's been raining and my grass has been very thankful for all the watering
2: Mother Nature has been doing. <laughs> same, same, same. You know, it's another Wednesday. About to get into the dog days of summer. Actually, isn't it officially summer now? Uh, not until Friday. Oh, well, we're about to get into the dog days of summer. <laughs> Like I said, looking forward to the heat and just enjoying with all the uh, the pleasures of uh, what we call sports and it's that great entertainment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, it's, it's definitely the weather is getting a lot more warmer um, than it is because it, it's summertime and what other day to talk about a lot of things that's going on in sports. So without further ado, this whole NBA thing has just been going bananas. I mean the Toronto Raptors are now the NBA champions. You know, you saw a parade of close to what a million? No, not a million. Was it that was a lot what? of people. It was a four a, 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 a mill. Yeah, yeah, I heard, was, was,
2: yeah, I heard was good about.
0: in the parade, and you see like you saw people, Instagram um photos, pictures of just massive crowds. Um, you saw um, the chant when Kyrie was talk, um for Kyrie for five more years, <laughs> um, you got a lot of stuff going on. But like I said before, um, there's so many talk about. Let's start there with the NBA <laughs> champions now crowned as Toronto Raptors. A lot of people talking about an asterisk on the Toronto Raptors because of the fact that Golden State was um, so injured um, with so many players being injured. They felt as though that Toronto kind of deserved this championship because if Golden State was fully healthy, um, they wouldn't have been the NBA champion. So uh, let's just get this out the way. Um, Toronto Raptors, most do you believe that they're deserving, no matter what the situation is, that they are truly indeed the NBA champions without no asterisk going for it? Definitely.
2: Golden, Golden State didn't get no asterisk when, uh, when Cleveland was down love and in, uh, in Kyrie? So why should Toronto have some sort of aspects? because they had so many injuries as part of the game, you know what I'm saying? So do I believe that they might have had a tougher challenge if KD was able to stay healthy and Clay would have been able to uh, stay healthy in game six? Possibly. But do I believe that they would have won three straight games? No, nah, not at all because uh, Toronto still had a very talented team, and we saw some players really kind of grow up in front of our eyes. Uh, Van Fleet and my other dude who uh, – I can't think of his name. who dropped 30-something in the first game. Siak. See see yeah, Siak. Yeah, you know, got some got some young stars that just really kind of grew up before our eyes and played some inspiring ball. So – and also played some defense that was, I guess, you consider kind of unorthodox for it, the NBA, uh, NBA type of style. But it proved to be very worthy defenses, and it proved to be something that Golden State needs to be kind of on the lookout for next season. Because if, if it's just going to be Curry and Draymond, that box of one is going to be real prevalent all season. And it's going to really disrupt uh, Curry's game moving forward. So I took my hat to uh, Toronto, and I, I, sure, I really hope Kawhi kind of stays there. Because I think I, they have a kind of a cool thing going right now. And I think they can possibly – win multiple championships if things stay healthy and goes right for them in Toronto?
1: Uh, I agree with most of your points, Ace. I mean, you, right, you have to say tip your hat to Toronto Raptors. I mean, they won fair and square. I mean, injuries are part of the game, so you can only play who the team puts out. Um, and like you said, the defense was – was good. I mean, they were able to really use the box of one because they had nobody that they had to worry about outside of Curry. Um, they wouldn't have done that with with um, Durant out there because you could box one Curry all you want, but then Durant would have dropped 45 on you. So, why? I agree with you because if you can put an asterisk on this one, then you should be able to put an asterisk on the Golden State's first one. However, Golden State kept coming back and back, and they eventually played Cleveland Cavaliers, squatted up. They did have Kevin Durant, <laughs> and he beat them, you know. So, to me, I, I would have loved to see how they would have matched up if both squads were fully healthy. You only get a, I think they only get a major asterisk if they do have Kawhi Leonard and they don't make it back to the uh, NBA Finals, then you can look at his as, well, this was a blip, a mistake. They just happened to catch Golden State where you lost the, two, the two-time reigning NBA Finals in um, Kevin Durant. You had a hobbled Klay um, Thompson, and they got really lucky in game six because Klay Thompson got hurt. And I think if he was still healthy and didn't you know, blow out his ACL, I think they would have won that game. Now, would they have won game seven? Totally different story. But um, I can see the argument for Asterix. They won fair and square, but if they don't make it back to the NBA Finals with Kawhi and the same team, then people are going to really look at this championship as that they more or less lucked out and backed into a Finals winning it without really two of their top two players fully healthy and even in the game. So... I hope they're able to make it back. Hope they're able to go, you know, back to back. But if they don't, then I can see where people's gonna put an asterisk on it. Um I'm I I think I'm
0: I think I'm gonna go with Ace on this. Uh, I don't think that they I mean, regardless of the fact I agree with both of y'all statements in regards to, you know, not only, you know, the injuries to me is not really a factor. Um, they still won the championship. Like you said, it's no different than Golden State. It's no different from when Detroit won, when they beat um, the Lakers, when they was injury deprived as well. Um, so they, you know, they're still called champions as well. So to be honest, I think Toronto Raptors, you know, they, even though they was in the right place at the right time, they still had to play Golden State and they still had to win four games in the finals to become champions. So I'm not going to, I'm not gonna put an asterisk on it. They did what they had to do. Um, it's not their fault that they had, you know, they was that their teams other the teams that they was playing was riddled with injuries. Not their fault that, you know, Kawhi made that lucky bounce in that, that game winning bounce um between that series and Philadelphia. So you never know which way that would have went. So um at this point, I just think that Toronto, you know, did what they needed to do to win and kudos to them for be winning. The championship, And who knows, like you said, come next year, who knows that the team is still the same, you know, with so many free agents, there's so many trades happening. And we'll talk more about that later. Um, with so many things happening, who's to say that the teams will be the same, you know, come next season. So um, they had to do what they had to do with, with the time, right? Um, who's to say Kawhi will still stay with Toronto? Who's to say Masai Jiri will stay with Toronto? So, there's so many different things that's going on right now that we're, you know, discussing and, we may, you know, we may talk next week or, you know, another time that, you know, all these changes just happen and it throws everything out of sync. So, um, I think still, though, Toronto Raptors deserve
1: this win for this season. Yeah, I... Yeah, I agree. I mean, they, like I said, you you play who who's out on the court. I mean, like you right. said, they they had they had no control over the injuries whatsoever. Um, so they did what they had to do. But like I said, I can see the argument where some people may try to put the asterisk only if they don't. Well, if Kawhi's gone and they don't make it back, then it's Kawhi. So that it is what it is. But if they don't make it back with Kawhi, then I think some people are going to look at the finals win with a little a little more of a maybe. they sh- But no, they won fair and square, and they deserve all the accolades. They're the champions. They're the king of the north, if you want to call them that. So, But I also think from if I step back at this from a much more of a global perspective, I think Adam Silver was very happy that the Toronto Raptors won because now it gives credence where you can have a team outside of the U.S. win. So now you have Toronto to win. Maybe you can get another team, maybe Mexico City. There's been, there was talk a while, but I don't think it's going to happen. They're going to try to put a squad out in Puerto Rico. Maybe they try to get something out in England, which I think is too far of a flight for that kind of stuff. But – to make it more of a global scene, it's good to have a non-U.S. team win it. So now, I think, it won't happen now, but I think you can make the argument. It's like, hey, Toronto can win it, a Canadian team can win it, somebody from Europe can win it, somebody from Mexico. You know, it's it gives the Latin American um, perspective much more weight now than they want. I
2: <laughs> can see possibilities of maybe a team in the Bahamas being the closeness of the Bahamas to Miami is not that big of a you're not really stretching a flight to say that if you had to go I don't know into Mexico City or whatever, it's probably the same amount of time. And I could see how Having a team in, in the Bahamas could be like a destination for some, the locals will love it. You know, you might, it may not be a scenario where they could sit there and spend hundreds of dollars on a ticket. But for the tourists and for for the cruises that come in, you know, it might be a, a possibility where cruise, uh, cruise ships might stay at a port longer just to allow folks to go to a game. It's it's the possibility. I I, I would love to see, I would love to see something like that. Mexico City, Bahamas, maybe another team in Canada. Uh, Canada maybe a team gets back into Montreal or uh, or Vancouver. Vancouver,
1: yeah. I think they'll I think they'll try to get somebody back in Vancouver mm-hmm. within the next five years.
2: So I mean that would be great, you know. Then somehow if they could kind of align it where you know they can take some of those FIBA squads or some of those other squads that are kind of like their top tier squads and make it so it could be like a world champion. Because as we can see in the seven game series, you never know what can happen. Uh, especially when you figured that in the West when you, you had a, a sort of depleted team with KD go down against Houston, prime opportunity for Houston to kind of make it, they didn't do it. And then you had a a shell-shocked Portland squad, who you know the the scene was a little too big uh, for their for the squad at the moment. You know it just goes to show that Toronto was really truly the best team that was left standing. Because I don't care about Katie uh, Katie trying to come back and get hurt or Clay getting hurt. Pretty much it was the same squad that Houston and Portland couldn't beat, but so that's the kind of way I look at
0: it yeah i I think that if i'm Adam silver like I think those ideas would definitely be something across you know on my radar um but I think that they should at least start small um <clears throat> granted if i'm you know why not do something like um build from that um not as much as a team but do something small that will benefit the cities as well. Like, for example, here's a thought. Why not um, have the All-Star Game started in San Juan, um, um, in Puerto Rico. Help use that money and help um, facilitate that to bring back, you know, some of that revenue that was lost during um, those hurricanes. Something like that. Um, then we- across from, like, different islands, like from San Juan, maybe the, the Bahamas, and then, you know, do those type of things where it generates revenue outside that helps build the NBA brand and generate the money in the process. I'm pretty sure NBA stars would love to go to certain destinations that is, you know, not only where they would go but bring their families for, for vacation. Why not combine the two elements together and make it something where it's more fitting for everybody involved? Um, I think that should be an idea that Adam Silver should throw in, throw out there um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would be a part be on board with it um, and I think that should help build you know if it works in San Juan after the all-star game then we could talk about building a team there or you know you know something because let's be honest San Juan is still part of the U.S. so you're not really like Nothing is going to get re- – it's still going to be money generated back towards, you know, San Juan, but it's still part of the U.S. So this another – it doesn't always have to be Canada. I, I agree as well. Vancouver should be also an option to bring back as well. But might not look at other um, destinations outside the U.S. alone.
1: Hey, okay. Hawaii is very expensive, but – Hawaii too, yeah. I completely agree. That's that's a that's a actual state in the state in the union. So I mean, hell, yeah, the NFL doing the all-star game out, you know, all star game out there in Hawaii for for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean yeah, I am sure that that day will come. I'm not sure how soon it will come, but I think now with Toronto Raptors, I think it might be a little bit more easier to sell that stuff to um, you know, to I guess Main Street or the, you know. The advertisers, the people who actually pump the money into the NBA, to kind of help to build his brand, so it's coming. I think it, it will eventually soon happen. Yeah, I think it will definitely happen.
0: Um, but moving on, um, let's continue with the conversation between the Raptors and the Golden State. Actually, let's jump off of Toronto and talk about Golden State. Now, with the injuries there are there, of course. Now you know that KDE and Clay Thompson is not going to be. Ready for next season. So, do you believe that the Golden State Warriors will make it back to the NBA finals or at least even in the Western Conference finals with the team that is currently constructed without KD and Clay Thompson?
1: They shouldn't. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't think they are. I mean, I'm. I, I, I won't say this season is a wash because you still have Curry, you still have Draymond and you still have DeMarcus Cousins where maybe he will take like a, I don't think he'd be eligible to get like a mid-level, but maybe they'll give him like a smaller contract more than his one, one year. I mean, maybe you keep DeMarcus Cousins in, I think before I think he was a little bit more expendable, but now with no clay and no KD in regards to whether he stays or goes, I think especially whatever now, especially how what happens in LA, I think you have they have to explore the options of maybe keeping, you know, Demarcus Cousins on. Now he'll have a full year of rehab playing in the NBA finals. He's coming back. Now you have a full off season to get him worked in to the offense. You give a full, you know, off season um conditioning, you get training camp, you can just start the season. So I think they'll probably look to keep Demarcus Cousins um just because they may not have any option but they have to. Um and see how it goes, but they should not make the NBA finals at all or the Western Conference Finals. If they do, good lord, but
2: I don't see it. Um they could talk that good game, but I don't see a team with with uh Steph Drummond and Cousins being lethal enough to make it through the West, especially now when you got AD going to the Lakers, you got Houston, whatever problems that they're talking about and they're trying to build upon what they're trying to build upon. You got the Clippers who are trying to target Kawhi. Portland is only going to get better now with more experience. Um, Utah just acquired Mike Connelly. Uh Yeah. Yeah, they, it's a pipe dream for them if they really think they're going to sit there and get back to the championship the next year, so. Good luck to them. Um, because if anything, if anything Toronto showed the rest of the league how you could defend Steph and really kind of disrupt his, his flow and his uh, his rhythm of the game, he still may drop 20-something points. But he ain't going to be that least to three-point shooter uh, that he's going to be when you kind of guard him based on a regular defense. That box one or that triangle in two exposed the weakness to Golden State. How Steve Kerr and team tried to defend that is the question. But everybody knows that, that uh, Steph is going to be that primary uh, that primary option coming out next season. So Boogie, in my opinion, is going to look to get trained. He's going to look to get paid. He showed his metal. He showed that he went out there injured and was able to put up points and do what he needs to do. He's not going to sit there and accept any BS-type contract that Golden State's going to give him. And Golden State, in my opinion, is not going to give Draymond the contract that he's looking for. So he might just give a half-hearted type of damn effort this coming season. No, he might play hard because he knows he's trying to play for a contract. So either way, no. Golden State ain't doing crap next year. They'll make the playoffs. But I think they'll might be anywhere between a six or an eight
0: team. All right, so then now I got so now I got a follow up question. If you don't think Golden State is gonna make the play um make the let's do it this who do you think is gonna represent if Golden State is not the person um uh, the team to represent the um Western Conference in the NBA Finals? Who do you think has right now? I mean, I know that there's free agency and trades happening at the right, but as the teams are constructed right now with the injuries and everything, what team do you see um, will represent the West in the NBA finals? In the West? In the West. If you don't think Golden State is going to make it back there, who do you think is going to make it as it is constructed right now? I'm not saying that, you know, Barring there's going to be trades and free agents, we, are, we already know who's going, you who, already know AD is with the Lakers. We already know Mike Conley is with the Jazz. I mean, but besides that, there, you know, we don't know nothing else going forward. As the teams that you know in the Western Conference, what team is going to represent the NBA in the NBA finals in the West?
1: Um. That's a that's a tough
2: one. <laughs> I, I think I think it's Portland's to lose. I think Portland, and honestly, I think I think Oklahoma City is going to rebound and play better this upcoming season. I think they learned a lot by getting bounced out in the first the first round, and they're going to come back and try to play a more cohesive type of team. and And uh, Westbrook is going to learn that he can't. I'm not saying he's he's not that type of dude that's not going to sit there and pass the ball, but he's going to learn that his limitations, he can't be that joker jacking up threes and trying to jack long 20-footers and think that he's going to make the shot.
0: Wait a minute. So you got either OKC or Portland. So you don't have no confidence in the Lakers or um, Denver or um...
2: – Oh, I forgot about Denver. Okay. No, because Portland knocked out Denver. So, no. <laughs> okay. I would, I would, I
1: would. See, you don't know what the Lakers are because the Lakers really got three people on their squad. <laughs>
2: at <Denver.
1: No. laughs> AD. AD, and LeBron. So, I would. I would actually step out on the limb and say the Denver Nuggets. They lost to the Portland Trailblazers, but they lost and learned a very valuable lesson to the Portland Trailblazers. Houston Rockets are fatally flawed. Oklahoma OKC has the same issues that, uh, that the Houston Rockets have as of right now. They're still fatally flawed. Denver should have won against Portland. They just didn't know how to close out a game when it came when it came time. I think they learned their lessons. I think they go on the streak. And I think, in my opinion, it would be – I would say right now, as teams are currently constructed out knowing who goes where, mm-hmm. I would have to go with the Denver Nuggets. Okay. I, I just wanted to just get your sense of, like, is there
0: any other team outside of Golden State um, – <laughs> You know, that will represent, the you know, would be um, a representative in the NBA Finals come this upcoming season. And like I said, it could be trades, it could be free agents signing, who knows where in the Western Conference. So I know, of course, that this is going to change pending that outcome. (laughs) So with that being said, let's talk about some of the dysfunction um, that we're hearing. Um, So speaking of the Houston Rockets, of course, we're hearing rumors that Chris Paul and James Harden were not seeing eye to eye. They haven't spoken like on the same page for like months. And now there's talks about CP3 wanting to be traded um, because the philosophy, the offensive philosophy um, that's out there is, is that it's not working um, for Chris Paul and, you could tell that some of the blame, I guess, is going towards D'Antoni and how the system is currently constructed for the offense to go all around James Harden. Um, but with that being said, that they, Chris Paul kind of dumbed down the talks about wanting to be traded. But there is some heat out there in Houston. So let me get you guys' quick thoughts on the Houston Rockets and the quote-unquote dysfunction. Now, remember, they still haven't um, extended D'Antoni's Contract signing is of yet as well, so something must be going on. So, let me get your guys' thoughts on that.
1: Uh, I would say it's very interesting that we're at this point right now because I was watching um, um, Jalen, the, the Jalen and Jacob show right around the beginning of the um, the playoffs started, and Jalen made a point back then. and. When I was watching ESPN, he brought it back up. He made a point back in the beginning of the of the playoffs, period. He said he saw some things that didn't look right with the Houston Rockets. He said that any time Chris Paul was officiating the offense, um, uh, James Harden would look very disinterested, hands on his hips, not engaged, not playing, didn't basically care what was going on. But whenever James Harden had the ball, Chris Paul was there, you know, Layton, clapping, ready in the offense. And, of course, Harden would do dribble, 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 step back, step back, step back, shoot, or dribble, 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 step back, step back, step back, try to drive. Three seconds left. He kicks it to somebody, and someone scores. So he noted that didn't look right two months ago. And look where we're at now. Do I think that um, Chris Paul um, requested a trade? probably not but probably somebody out in this camp probably leave something out do I think they have some real tension and beef on that squad yes <laughs> they do and you could see it in that last game when they were losing to the um, Golden State Warriors because they knew they should not be losing to the Golden State Warriors and Chris Paul looked pissed and he looked pissed at James Harden yes, i
2: would be pissed too I mean, but are you are you mad at Harden or are you, are you mad at the style that Dan Antonio allows the team to play? My thing is you got a player like Capella who's down in a box that can sit there and control the paint and get you some buckets down low. It pissed me off the season before when they were all up in Golden State and they were feeding Capella, like, you know, just feeding them and feeding them. And then all of a sudden they just went away from the crowd. i was like, what the hell? Same thing. They just – Dribble, 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 step back, shoot. You know, talking about Harden carrying the team because CP3 was hurt. Nigga, learn how to play some team ball. And that's that's the problem. I mean, Look at Toronto. I mean, you saw Kawhi play some of the, probably his worst two games in games five and six in the, in the finals, but you had his other teammates step up and make big shots. And that's because he oh. had... Call, call a spade a spade. He didn't look all that particularly good in the NBA finals, period. True. But that's because I guess they didn't need him to be that superstar because other players stepped up and played big.
1: Exactly. Should have been that's the MVP,
2: problem Houston. That's I mean, my personal opinion. Right. And that's the problem with Houston. You know, if, if Harden ain't playing, Capella ain't got no damn faith in himself because they don't feed him the rock. You know, if they give that man 10 to 12 touches a game or 15 touches a game, let him try to get a double double easy every night. I don't know, man. I think they should just blow a whole, blow that whole that whole damn thing up.
1: I don't know if they can't. You can't who, who gonna take on Chris Paul, Paul's contract, and New York Knicks. Thank God you don't got Scott Layton there anymore. Said, hell no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank you, but thank you.
0: I I, <laughs> I I kid, but It it is just amazing the fact that you know Houston is where it is right now, and I agree with all that talk. And we talked about this; it's been saying it from the jump about the whole offense is not being, um, is not going to win a championship. And I get the fact that James Harden, with James Harden, Mike D'Antoni's seven seconds or less system works for James Harden, but it does not work for everyone else, and the team doesn't go obviously it shows that the team doesn't go as – can only go as far as James Harden and that offense takes them. And let's say, for example, that Houston did make it to the finals. All Detroit – I mean, Detroit. All Toronto had to do was just do the boxing one on James Harden with Kawhi. Nice. And that would shut down the offense to a standstill. So I get it. I, to be honest, I get both sides. I get Chris – Chris Paul is only arguing the fact that the offense needs to be more balanced. I don't think – and to be honest, I think we talked about this before, about Houston giving James Harden the keys to the city to run the offense. So now you think that he's going to let go of those keys that you gave him to run the offense, knowing that he's going to be there for your future. And, you know, they'll he's quick to jump, you know, get rid of Chris Paul if it means, you know, keeping the keys to whatever it is that the offense that they have. So in a nutshell – this is going to be interesting to see if Houston does trade CP3. Uh, I I think CP3 is doing his best to try to resolve the situation so that you know everything works out and they can somehow fix it. But I think James Harden is at this point he's just like I'm done with this because you don't hear nothing from James Harden saying that we're buddy buddies, we good. Everything is all CP3. Like CP3 is trying to put a band-aid for something when, to be honest, it shouldn't even be him. It should be James Harden that should be making amends for everything. And he hasn't done that yet. So if James Harden hasn't making amends yet, or some type of in, inclination that he is going to make amends, then it's just bad overall. Whether CP3 likes it or not, it's not a bad it, – it's still a bad fit. And bad optics. So um, it's, it's a shame, really, to be honest. But I know Ace is like, no, just blow up the whole team because now they got Capella. They're looking for offers for Capella. Um, now to see who would take Capella and his contract. I mean, they're looking at all avenues right now, outside of James Harden. This, cause they look,
2: yeah. well, I'm saying, cause they're looking to try to add another shooter. Like who in their right mind would want to go play with Harden?
0: <laughs> That's a good question. But I think to be honest, I think this past season with the Rockets, um, I think that them getting Austin Rivers was a mine because now it made CP3 more expendable. When he did got hurt, Austin Rivers played with James Harden and it seems that they coincided better than what CP3 and James Harden would do. So I'm pretty sure that if Houston really wanted to, they could find a team to take CP3 contract. Now, whether or not they, you know, who there's, talks about him back in la with the lakers there's talk with so many other teams out there like you said the knicks but the knicks don't want that money they they're focused on who they're looking at right now in the draft um so it'll be we'll see what happens with the rockets um i just feel as though that there's going to be a lot of changes going in this offseason a
1: lot of changes i think the coach might go first and i think that based on because they, the contract t- um, talks have stalled. Um, so right now you're in the off season, so it gives you a little bit of time to try to find somebody. I think Chris Paul's contract is going to make it extremely difficult for them to move him to any team willing to take on the last few years of his contract. He's over like, what, 30 something and then 41 million? It's, it's right. that's crazy. So I think they'll, I. I think they're both going to be back this season just to try to do what they can. I think you might, they'll probably start sniffing around maybe the trade deadline come next year to see if they can kind of trade Chris Paul if things don't look like it's going. And then I think you might have a team a little bit more willing to maybe take on a contract. now you're going to have a half a year, and then you're going to have just one year left on the expiring contract. So you, I'm, they may get a taker, I'd be surprised if they would, but I think come um, trade deadline next season if the Houston rocket ship still looks bad, then I think you might see a much more easier time moving them then than you're gonna see it right now. completely agree I completely agree um
0: so let's move on because I know that we're almost coming up on Chris the clock, so a lot of stuff is going on uh you have. Let's talk about with the. Let's start with the, the trade, the first trade, with AD going to LA. Um, Pelicans is getting Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, three future first round picks, including and also including this year's first number four pick in the NBA draft. So, real quick, who came out on top in this regards to this trade?
2: Pelicans. Because there's no guarantee, though he says he'll sign an extension with the Lakers, still no guarantee that he's going to stay in L.A. Because he may mess around and say, you know what, screw this, I'm going to the Clippers. Who, um, AD? Anthony Davis? Mm-hmm. Why not? Because what happens, What re- realistically, what happens if Kawhi decides that, you know what, thank you, Toronto, I had a great time, but, you know, L.A. is calling me, I go, I go, I go to the Clippers. And then AD sees this and like, you know what? It was fun playing with LeBron, you know, you the king, you know, but I don't necessarily like to be considered second fiddle to to LeBron. And we all know Kawhi is a superstar, but Kawhi is not necessarily that dude that has to sit there and score 30 or do whatever. In order for a team to win, he just wants to win. He can care less about who the hell is scoring. Obviously, based off the uh, the finals. So I could I could realistically see AD saying, "Thanks, LA, thanks the Lakers," but I'm going to switch to the other side and go to the Clippers. And now you have a super squad of AD and Kawhi in LA with the Clippers, and they they're shot for the next three three four years, whatever however um, yeah.
1: long hmm that's a that's an interesting theory that would be that would be very shocking But <laughs> anything is possible um but i agree with you ace uh pelican's definitely made out in my opinion better on this one um they're going to get zion williams and i think this trade was much more easier to do once they wound up with the first round pick because now you can say okay if I'm going to lose AD I'm going to lose him but at least I'm going to get the first pick and at least I'm going to get Zion Williams I mean the most touted you know draft pick since LeBron so I think it makes the hit easier but you get number one you get number four um, you get Lonzo Ball you get Lonzo Ball you get um. It, uh, Brandon Ingram, which I was surprised, but the blood clots might be an, an issue. They're trying to get Kuzma, but they got. <laughs> but I don't think they're going to get him. But I like the Pelicans because they set yourself up for, and they got a ton of draft picks. Like depending on how the Lakers do, it's going to be higher or lower, protected or unprotected. There's a whole bunch of stuff there. In regards, I think the Pelicans set themselves up not for now. But to be very relevant and very good within the next two to five, two to two to two to four years, and by this time you see LeBron and LA probably starting to slide down a little bit. Uh, we're most going to go up the Clippers, but yeah, I think Pelicans for the future set themselves up nicely. Yeah, no, nah, I, I, I'm all in
0: agreement. I think the Pelicans came out with a big, with the best deal. I mean, I I get the deal. I mean, I I didn't want AD to the Lakers because just for this whole reasoning behind it. But um, now that it's done, I think the Pelicans is set up for the future. Bottom line, um, it's going to be very very interesting to see how they play. Um, going especially if they if, if the chips fall. With, with them in the draft and with the players that they have constructed and who they getting picked. I think the Pelicans is real, set up. They got a great coach in Alvin Gentry um, who's going to um, who's gonna nurture these young kids and to become a powerhouse. And I really think that they made off with a haul. David Griffin is a great GM um, to get what he got back in return. Um at first, I was thinking with Kyle Kuzma, should have been added into it. But now looking at the actual trade, it really doesn't matter at this stage. I think they got everything that they need uh, to move forward. And to be honest, Kyle Kuzma would have messed up. I mean, wouldn't have fit because Zion would have been playing in that position. So it works out for everybody. Uh, excuse me. So uh, also – with the other no, the, the draft that just happened today, I mean, draft the trade that just happened today, you got um, Mike Conley going to the Utah Jazz. Um, I believe it's for Kyle Cove um, Grayson Allen, and I forgot the other person. Jay
2: Crowley.
0: Who? Jay Crowley. Jay Crowley. Thank Jay you. Thank you, Crowley, yeah. Um, for Andy, was it a pick involved? First round pick? I think it's like the 23rd pick in the draft. 23rd pick, right. Okay. All that for Mike Conley. So, real quick, let me get your thoughts on that trade. Um, What do you guys think about that?
1: Uh, I I like it. The Utah Jazz are going to be really good. I think uh, Mike Conley is going to come in and stabilize that – that the the, the backcourt position real nicely. Um, For the Memphis Grizzlies, I mean, it all but ensures they're going going to get – Um, Jay Marmont. so um, I think moving Mike Conley just free you know just cleared the decks for him Um, but I like it for the Utah Jazz Utah Jazz was a good team adding Mike Conley to the mix um, is definitely an enhancement Um, and I think it'll definitely bring a lot of uh, that veteran voice that you need um, especially in the backcourt to get those guys out to play ball but I think it was an excellent trade for
2: no. If Phoenix was smart, they would have tried to get up on uh, Colin and try to bring him over to Phoenix, put him next to uh, uh, De'Andre, whatever the hell his name is, <laughs> <laughs> their young center. And, uh, oh, Aiden? Yeah, Aiden and uh, what's my, uh, my shooting guard? Okay. Booker, yeah, yeah. that would be a hell of a three, uh, a nice uh, one, two, three punch right there. Um, but yeah, Utah, Utah came out real nice looking in this trade, you know. Uh, I guess they're trying to compete and stay up there with Denver and Portland, um, trying to compete in that second tier level of the West, if you, if you want to look at it as Golden State and Houston, and I guess you could say Oklahoma City being one, two, three as far as uh, listing or whatever. Even though Portland was the number two squad, I believe, that came out uh, last year, so Oh, Jaren Jackson. Yeah. So you know, it's a good look for them. Um, I'm really excited for the draft tomorrow. Um, I guess the first three picks are pretty much etched in stone, and I guess it's not the uh, the fourth pick that's going to be where all the wheeling and dealing starts to go. And I think uh, 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 Woj Wolf- from ESPN is thinking that this is going to be the, the craziest draft in a long time, just considering with all the possible trades that's going to take place. So I will be watching uh, uh, in front of the tube, trying to see what all goes down. So,
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to reserve my judgment with the Phoenix Suns because I have an idea of who they're going to be targeting in free agent. Um, so I'm not going to talk about that. Um, yes.
2: You don't think Kemba, do you?
0: No. Okay. No, I don't think Kemba. To be honest, I think Kimba's going to stay um, in Charlotte. I haven't.
2: A... Well, let me ask this. Now, supposedly the Lakers are trying to uh, target Kimba. Or they're targeting Kawhi. So let's, let's say hypothetically both of those things fail. Do you think because of the, the need to have that third superstar, they will try to trade for uh, CB3 as, like, option C and B?
1: I – they could. They shouldn't. <laughs> um, I think that money that they would have, they don't get anybody else. Well, let me, let me back up. I don't think they necessarily need a third um, – a third star. I think they should use that money spread evenly out there to kind of bring in a lot more talent. I mean, uh, who, who's uh, um, the shooter for um, the Seventy Sixers out there? Um,
2: JJ.
1: Jay, you can go up to JJ Redick. Um, need some point guards. Ricky Rubio is going to probably be the eye man out of Utah now. I mean, he can be somebody you can pull in there. Um, Easy. Al Horford probably cost way too much money to bring him in there, but he just opted in. Middleton decided to opt out of his contract in Milwaukee. That's that's major. That's a shooter. I don't know how the numbers would work, but I think they. There's a lot of other talented people out there they can get to fill up their roster. How,
2: how about a death. How about a Bradley Beal? Well would have to trade for him, but what the hell, what do they have? I thought they was working on the option to extend his contract. Yeah, they. Uh, he's a, from what I understand, the Bill is a, a, is, a, is a, I heard the Pelicans are looking at him.
1: Oh, yeah, I did hear that, too. Well, well um, if the Lakers didn't trade that fourth-round pick, then, yeah, I would have said that, Bill, because that's who the Wizards wanted. They wanted a high pick. Now that that's going, I don't know.
0: Well I think well I think first, the first things first. I'm sorry, first things first with the Wizards, they need to get a GM first. They don't, they still don't have a GM and the draft is tomorrow. So they, they don't need have a coach and I forgot whoever whoever the other person is to make the draft choices. They still need a GM. They still I mean they waited so long for Rosario Jury to to be available and he just finished with Toronto. I mean, you know, who's to say he may sign, you know, re-sign with Toronto. But the point is they're waiting all this time and they still don't have a GM. It's been a long time. Like, they need to take care of that first before they even think about trades. I mean, how's teams going to reach out to them? Who are they going to reach out to? The head coach? They need to figure something out.
1: They're reaching out to that owner. <laughs> Remember, they got serving as interim GM or whatever the person is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry.
0: Um, real quick, what I was, um, yeah, like there's so many free agents out there. Um, Al Horford, like you were saying, declining Chris Middleton's decline, um, Harrison Barnes decline. Um, so there is so many free agents out there that's going to test the free, ma- the, the, the free market out. And, um, so I what I was saying about, um, the Phoenix Suns, I was thinking more so of D'Angelo Russell, um, because That would be the ideal for not just D'Angelo Russell, but to play with his – him and Devin Booker are are, our best friends. Very close. They go vacationing together. So, like, that would be – I think that would be the icing on the cake. As much as a Brooklyn Nets fan, I don't want him to leave because I still think that he has more potential than Kyrie Irving does right now. But that's just my talk. My – from what everybody else is telling me, they feel as though Kyrie is much better fit than D'Angelo. I would love to hear their reaction, reasoning behind that. But we could talk more about that later. I'm not focusing on that. My thing is that there are so many free agents out there that there's going to be a lot of changes that's going to take place this offseason.
2: Well, Bleacher Report, this reported less than half an hour ago, that the Nets may stop pursuing Kyrie. that, with concerns... Kyrie can't bring Kevin Durant with him to
0: Brooklyn. Okay, all right. Let me let me, <laughs> uh, let, me let me do this real quick um, because I'm getting ripped on about people saying that Kyrie is a much better person than the Angelo Russell. I don't even get the reasoning why people want Kyrie in the next uniform when he doesn't fit the next culture. We've seen the culture that he has and did in Boston. And if he's not willing to concede to help out with younger players, then what makes people think that it's going to be a 180 when he comes to Brooklyn? Mm -hmm. Angelo Russell is set for right now. He's been an all-star this year. I don't understand. I get the fact that Kyrie is a much better player. He has the experience. That's all well and good. But At the end of the day, the culture doesn't fit. And if the culture doesn't fit for me, yes, I really believe that Kyrie Irving is not that type of person that will follow the leadership under Kenny Atkinson or Sean Marks as much as what D'Angelo did. D'Angelo had to humble himself to get to to be on the right path. Kyrie is never going to humble himself. Just because he wants to play with Brooklyn doesn't mean that Brooklyn needs to intend to sign him. And I has been my whole thing about it all the time. Like if they sign – and somebody mentioned it, matter of fact, about a couple of hours ago. Like, what is it that all this talk is from Kyrie Irving's camp and Brooklyn still intends to – and just winds up, re-signs D'Angelo Russell to a larger contract? Then what? So I think that this is all talk in regards to Kyrie. He may want to – he may do want to come to Brooklyn. doesn't mean that Brooklyn may want him. Right. And I think that's where the 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 lie it lies. Brooklyn doesn't talk about hey, we're really interested in signing Kyrie. They would never say that. We'll see what happens come free agency. But this whole talk about Kyrie coming to Brooklyn is not really a done deal because if Brooklyn doesn't want to re- sign him, it's not really a done deal now, is it? Sorry, I I I didn't want to get off on talking about Brooklyn. I mean, I could do all that on Twitter. Sorry.
2: No good. The- I hope I hope they don't sign Kyrie personally because I like I like the core of what they have right now. They try to build on that. They're young, they're athletic, and in the East, you don't necessarily need a Kyrie, obviously, because year one in Boston, Boston didn't need Kyrie to make the playoffs. So Boston didn't need Kyrie to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. So Kyrie is not the end-all be-all. <laughs> exactly.
0: And all jokes aside, Brooklyn doesn't need a point guard. Brooklyn needs a number four wing. Brooklyn needs a, a power four. Brooklyn needs a. A backup center. I mean, not saying that Ed Davis is not a great backup center, but they need size, and Kyrie does not fit what they need. Bottom line, he's he's maybe an upgrade at the point guard. Some make make that argument, but it doesn't fit what Brooklyn needs. Brooklyn needs front court help. That's where they need. They need someone like a Tobias Harris. They need someone like um um um. If KD was here, then that resolves that biggest it need with Kyrie because now you have KD that could play the three and the four. They need front court help. But Tobias Harris to me is ideal. Someone like him, someone, I forgot who else is out there, but um, someone that you could focus on with big, on the for help in the front court. That's what they need. Um, They got too many wings. They got too many guards. Um, Would you you take a Julius Randle? (laughs) That's the next person. That's the person I was missing. Um, Tobias Harris, Julius Randle, Meritate, those should be the, the the focal points of the free agents that they should be targeting. Whether they're doing that, I don't
1: know. Or I don't know who they got in front of the fire right now, but what Al you, Horford. Al Horford. Nah, nah. I will go on Al Horford before I go Boogie Cousins.
0: Yeah, I would do that too. But the problem is is that Al Horford is asking Al Horford money. He's asking like 30, 30 mil. Like they do have, they do have money. I, I just don't see the Nets doing that. If he was asking for one or two years, that's one thing. But, you know. He's for three or four. Right. Yeah, he's asking for three or four. So, But we could talk more about that because I have a feeling that come next week, we're going to be talking a lot about what happened in the draft. I'm pretty sure there's going to be some trades in place during the draft tomorrow. Um, so we're going to have a lot to discuss. Um, and to be honest, this is just only NBA. We still got MLB that we have to discuss. We still got um, all we got the fever that's going on we still have to discuss. We got so many other sports that we have to talk about um, mm-hmm. but it's just so glaring that the NBA has so much going on. It's too much drama in the NBA right
1: now. So yeah, I think it, it, one of these days we're going
2: to have to it, 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 hop it, 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 away
1: from the drama. Say it again. I was asking, hey, so are the Yankees come back yet are they still um, on IR?
2: Oh, dude, the Yankees just picked up Inconacion from Seattle. I saw that. I saw he got booed. <laughs> first yeah, game. he also hit a home run too. <laughs> But now the Yankees, uh, they took the first two games versus Tampa right now. So they just won today, twelve to one.
1: Yeah, I saw that score. But Stanton and um, Stanton? Stanton's back. So, okay, Judge is still. And I
2: think, uh, I think Judge will be back early next week or late this week.
0: So, so we're definitely going to have a lot to talk about come next week outside of the NBA. <laughs> so we will be talking more about that. But for now. Um, Fellas, I'd like to thank you guys again. Let everybody know where they can reach you at.
2: You can find me on Twitter uh, at CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. Uh,
1: Find me on Twitter and the gram, J.E. Ross, the number seven, at...
0: And if, of course, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, I am our Qualls. Again, Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Crawls. You can also catch Guys Talking Sports on Instagram at Guys Talking Sports. And you can catch us on Twitter as well at Guys Sports Talk. We're also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Apple Music. You name it, we're on it. YouTube, we're there too. So we appreciate everybody for checking us out. Love the support. Keep subscribing as much as you can. Really appreciate it. But for now, we're going to catch you guys next time. We'll talk again. You can listen to us again next week. Same time, same channel. Appreciate all the love and support. But Until then, guys talking sports. Have a good night.